0: Assalamu everyone and welcome back to another Mundi Musing. My name's Numa and the topic I'm going to be talking about today is about not giving up. I think this is an important topic because everyone is at different stages in their life and have different understandings on faith depending on the experience. And coming from a youth perspective, I think the biggest fear is when you learn something and you're kind of about to implement it, you think, What are other people going to start thinking about you or see you in a different way and think, oh my God, this person's going religious. Um, Or they kind of have that objective in their head that, okay, when I settle down or when I'm older in a few years time, I'm going to do this. And there's a lot of fear of what other people will think or whether they're even worthy of following a religion if they can't fully commit. But the important factor is knowing that Islam is a way of life. And there's never a point where you just decide, okay, I'm going to change completely and I'm going to transform and that's just who I'm going to be. Because you are always going to have ups and downs throughout your life. And it's having that understanding of faith that will translate and help you respond to different situations in a more positive way. And to reflect the kind of levels of understanding and how you respond to different situations, I'm going to give you three scenarios. So a one-year-old, for instance, they probably have no, no, let me start again. A one year old goes into the doctor's surgery obviously with their parents and they get an injection and they have no kind of understanding, or obviously they don't have any understanding, but they don't know why they're having the injection or who the doctor is. And when they're injected, they are basically inflicted with pain and they're screaming, they're wailing, they're angry, they're upset. And then I'm going to give you the second scenario, which is of a 10 year old who's a bit more perspective perceptive can't speak and the uh, understanding of what the injections for and the, it does hurt a bit but then they've gone with their parents and their parents said hey trust the doctor so that's what they're doing and then the third scenario is of an adult who is fully aware of what the injections for they trust the doctor because the doctor knows best and if we relate that back to an Islamic perspective Allah is like the doctor the injection is the trial or tribulation and we are the patient. And ultimately, as a Muslim, obviously, you want to understand faith and be trusting of Allah completely with any situation that strikes you in life. And sometimes I think as when something bad befalls us, we see it as an automatic downfall and think, oh my God, Allah's punishing me. I've done something wrong in the past that has led for him to give me this outcome. And we kind of spiral in a sense. And we think, what have I done? And ultimately we forget of the bigger picture that Allah puts things in front of us for a reason. And the moment that we start spiraling, we don't hold him in the high esteem or the high value that he actually deserves. And we're reminded in Hadith Al-Qudsi that Allah said that I am what my servant thinks I am or expects of me. So if you think that, oh my God, Allah once was bad for me anyway, that's why he's put this trial in front of me, then Allah's going to respond in the same way that you think of him so if you think so little of him that he's not going to protect you or he doesn't want what's best for you then he'll be like okay then there you go let it be and the things that put doubt in us in the first place about Allah's ability is always shaitan shaitan's whispers wants us whispers inside our ear obviously and he wants us to have a negative perception of him and wants us to focus on the small weaknesses within ourselves, which kind of distracts us from the main objective. And Umar al kitab radiallahu anhu said, when we hear the whispers of Shaitan we should say, A'udhu billahi min and do the exact opposite of what we've been told to do. And for instance, I don't know, you're You've got a whisper in your head that's like, oh yeah, let's go to the party. Let's go chill. Let's do this, blah, blah, blah. As soon as you have that whisper, you should say, do the exact opposite. So run to the masjid. Run to your parents' house instead. Just do anything opposite to what you're being told to do in that moment. And it'll feel like, oh my God, I'm bigger than this. I'm actually following what my heart inclines towards. Because your heart only really has one direction. You can't go back and forth. And your heart has a natural inclination to do good, naturally. And if you kind of build yourself with understanding and knowledge, you'll bring certainty in your heart. So you always have that natural inclination to do good. And we're told in Surah Al-Araf, verse 201, or 2001, um, that indeed those who fear Allah, when an impulse touches him from Satan, that they remember him, so they remember Allah, and at once they have insight. So the objective is to have such a strong conviction and trust in a greater being that guilt is actually saving you. And it's kind of bringing you back every single time. And people sometimes lose hope, don't they? Um, That, okay, I've done so much wrong in my life that why would Allah even want me back? But then you're thinking of him in a negative light. And we're forgetting that even if you bid all the sins from the first man on earth all the way to the last man on earth allah's mercy is greater and if you ever do if something is holding you back from turning back to allah having that um, positive perception of him you should repent straight away for whatever it is from something small that's holding you back like oh my god i did this thing ages ago or i've got a bad habit and i can't get over it repentance as a formula requires hope and hope in the forgiveness of allah and hope in the mercy of allah that he is able to forgive you to begin with. And the formula that the Prophet ﷺ gave for tawbah is that there's four conditions. So the first condition is that you must feel remorse and regret for whatever it is, a sin or something that kind of stopping you from turning back to Allah. Second is you must stop committing the sin and stop the action itself completely. And the third is that you make a sincere intention not to return back to the action. And the fourth is if you inflicted pain or removed a right of someone else, you should try and rectify it with the other person. And the great thing about this process is no matter how many times you get back to that sin or you repeat the sin, because you've gone through that process of tawbah, repentance, Allah has already wiped it off from your book or from your scale. And even if you come across a new challenge again, it's nothing to do with that sin. And we should change our mindset that Allah is not going to burden the soul beyond it can bear. And he's not doing it to punish you or destroy you. Rather, it is to strengthen you, purify you, teach you and direct you. And we should embrace the hardship. And it's not for a bad reason. And naturally, Allah puts certain rulings in place. Not to stop you from having fun in life. But it's like that natural inclination for your heart. That can only go in one direction. And you shouldn't put it at risk by letting things enter your heart that it's not naturally in its way to want. And even if you think that you're stronger than a sin or a certain action, it does have subtle effects on your heart. And it does show in your actions, even if you think, oh, no, I can listen to whatever and it's not going to hurt me. You're actually damaging your soul and heart, but you physically, visibly can't see the effects. And we must remember to conclude that Allah only wants what's best for us. And if something doesn't go our way we should say alhamdulillah twice because it's actually going allah's way and what better way could you want ultimately because allah only wants what's best for you and he is Allah wakil he plans your whole life out and he only wants what's best for you so our aim is at the end of the day to have reliance on allah that if anything goes wrong turn to him if anything goes right turn to him again because at the end of the day that's what we're going to be questioned about that is our purpose in life to please Allah and be a slave of Allah and having that reliance on him will only make our life better and more beneficial and even if you make dua it's never going to be a no it's always yes maybe or I've got something better in store so that's my reminder I hope you have all all have a good day and if I've said anything wrong please correct me and I hope this has been beneficial As-salamu